0: Welcome back to Got Tech The Podcast. This is episode 94 called 12 Websites That Teachers Should Know About. This is part one of a two-part series where we share 25 total awesome websites. There's something for everyone on this list, K through 12, all subject areas. And of course, it's another episode you don't want to miss. Check it out.
1: Hey Nick, we're here with uh, episode 94, and I guess we'll try to record 95, which will come in after 94. But uh, we just started back at school, and things are kind of crazy, I'm not going to lie. Getting a lot of tech things that we're trying to take care of. I think overall we did a really good job as a school district to get prepared for the year, but there's always some things that come in, uh, some unique cases. But beyond that, I mean, how's everything going?
0: Yeah, it's going good, super busy, just like everybody else. It's officially our second day with students in the building. I'm teaching half the day, the other half on uh, tech duty. And just as an example, I spent at least an hour this morning trying to figure out how to help somebody get a, I think it's called a Promethean board. It's like a smart board without having the smart board. How to get their pen up and running so they can use it as a mouse. So we're we're just sort of putting out all these little fires that go along with each start to the school year. Uh, I noticed today was like way slower even than yesterday was yesterday was really busy and there's a ton going on uh, but I think we made it through pretty uh, pretty solidly and hopefully that'll that'll cool off and we can start focusing on uh, bigger picture stuff again soon uh, as as these things calm down yeah just
1: to give you a little clue of how busy it was uh, I had my fitness watch on yesterday and it was keeping track of my steps and between seven and three i did twenty-six thousand steps so that i was on the move projectors chromebooks everything you name it it was so much fun yeah that's i
0: wish i had kept track of my steps from yesterday i gotta check but it's it's a weird kind of fun because you're super busy but it does feel good to kind of jump in and and help all these people out and it's going to feel extra good like i said to once everything does start to to settle in Uh, We are teaching our our brand new course together this year, and we're starting to feel that out, which is also super cool. We've mentioned it in the past. It's called World Ready Technology, basically. uh, We call it a podcasting class, but it can be anything. So we have just met those students and started getting them to think about how they would make a podcast and what it would be about, and even if they want to do a podcast. I know some kids have already mentioned that they're thinking about creating videos and that type of thing. So... That's going to be really exciting, and I think it, I think it seems like a good group, and I think we're off to off to a good start. How does the uh, how does World Ready Technology seem to you so far?
1: Great, uh, I think we have a great squad, and uh, I think they all have unique interests, and I think it's going to work out well, and I can't wait to see the content that they produce. But today we're going to swing away from our you know our last couple of episodes really has has been about content creation, and today there are a couple in there that might help you out, but. Today we're gonna get back into teaching. These are websites that do things extremely well. Uh, Most of them, if not all of them, have some type of a freemium or are completely free. There are a lot of ones that are completely free, which is awesome. But these are websites, lots of them, you probably have never heard of, and we're hoping our goal is for you to have one or two that maybe you could stash in your back pocket for a project or something else. And this is, like I said, We very rarely dabble. I I don't say very rarely dabble specifically in the elementary content, but we have a couple that I'm really excited for. My son has been using them. Some I have learned from friends and others we've explored together and and we're using them. And I think you're going to, you're going to really like them.
0: Yeah. So websites only, no programs, no extensions, no apps, no nothing, uh, which is a bit of a change for us. So that's very cool. Uh, the elementary theme is is a change for us. That's very cool. We always try and loop in as much as we can subject area-wise, But uh, and we have that in this episode too, something for everybody for sure, but it's just the nature of this kind of geared more towards the younger grades. Uh, middle and high school teachers don't check out though because there is tons of stuff here that I think is going to work across the board. The other thing is this is a two-part episode because we have 25 websites total and we didn't want to just, I mean, barely have time to read their names and then move on, so... Uh, 94 is part one with the first 12, and then episode 95 will be the completion of the list. You can follow Got Tech outside the podcast at gottech.com or on Twitter at wegottech. So I'll kick it off with the first one of this episode's 12 with one of our favorites, maybe the best resource that we share with people. Um, It's called Slidesmania.com. Slidesmania is a repository of free, completely free, no signups. Nobody takes any of your information at all. Slide decks, basically. PowerPoint versions and Google Slides. So whatever you use, it's there. They have just standard presentation templates that you can take, which are awesome and beautiful and professional, and they're there for you. Uh, the best part are the other things they have, slide decks that function as games. So, you know, the classic Jeopardy style game as an example where you click different areas of the slide and it navigates you around to other slides based on questions. That and then a hundred more really, really super cool ideas. They have planning templates. Uh, I think one of them is like an image of like a, a set of drawers and as you click on the drawers they open and you can click on files in the drawer and those files contain whatever you want information that you can type in. You can use this to run an entire unit of content or have your students take notes digitally on these slides. There's just so many cool things there at slidesmania.com. It's uh, probably the one resource I would recommend everybody check out over anything from this episode.
1: Yeah, for sure. Slides Mania is awesome. Paula's awesome. We always like to give her a shout out at the beginning of the school year, because this is something that saves teachers a lot of time, especially if you do not know your ins and outs uh, on Google Slides or um, PowerPoint. So let's hop into the next one. It's called Get Epic. Uh, This is going to be for the younger ages. it's a site that helps boost confidence with real books that students love. Uh, you have access to thousands of high-quality books. Uh, these kids love these books. I know my son, uh, I, I made the mistake, or maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. I, I gave him an iPad to use. Uh, he's an early riser. Like He'll get up at 4 o'clock in the morning religiously and, uh, you know, Daddy just needs some sleep sometimes, you know. So uh, I, I told him that he could start reading some books online and watching some stories online and things like that. And uh, he loves Get Epic. So go check that one out, especially um, the younger teachers. If you're doing a center and you wanted to have a book, maybe you, you need a break with your voice or something like that, or you have a couple minutes at the end of the day, I think this is a great way of tying over some time for like a five minute brain break or something like that.
0: Yeah, that's a great resource get epic. Didn't know about it, but I'm going to save that one uh, for myself. Uh, definitely. And my family, the next one we've got is another classic I think called teacher tube. If you didn't know that there's pretty much a version of YouTube out there specifically for educators, you should know about it. That's kind of how you can think about teacher tube. Uh, so just like YouTube, it's a video sharing website it's specifically designed for those of us in the educational industry so mostly teachers and you know doing exactly what you would think sharing video but there's also audio docs photos and all kinds of other stuff there too Um, the nice thing about teacher tube is you don't have to worry about things you do with youtube like appropriateness for school um, advertisements that type of stuff so it's a little bit safer of a choice and you know that those things have been put there for and by teachers so Uh, For a lot of us like to use TeacherTube for that reason, Um, just as well as obviously the the classroom teaching resources that they now have uh, specifically designed for that, designed for lessons and teacher training, uh, which, of course, you're not going to get on YouTube as well. So, you know, you can kind of just add this to your toolbox of places where you're going to get classroom video. Obviously, YouTube is great and there's tons of stuff there. Uh, but if you, if you can't find anything, then you're gonna want to go check out TeacherTube. Also, because they have a lot of special things just for us, just for teachers. So that's that's a great one.
1: The next one's kind of a goofy site. I'm not gonna lie, but I really liked it. It's called Bouncyballs.org. Alright, Bouncyballs is basically your screen is a whole bunch of bouncy balls or eyeballs or emojis or whatever you want, and it's a website that monitors the noise in the classroom so if the students are too loud the balls or emojis or whatever you, icon that you select they'll move around a lot and act like their head's hurting and stuff like that and say it will say shh on the screen and and it gets uh the younger it's a visual for the younger students to let them know that they're being too loud to be a little quieter uh i did try it with my six four or six, three, and two-year-old at home, they just laughed. Uh, I don't know if they can conceptualize that. My older son got it, and he was quiet for about two seconds. But if it's something that your students need, if they need visuals and that helps, this is one for you to check out. So bouncyballs.org.
0: I would even use this with the older kids. Sometimes the you know the the high school, middle, and high school levels. It might be a little childish for them, but they may even just think it's funny. And it doesn't matter if you just need a noise level meter, that's a great one to use. We also, next here, we've got something called circuit construction kit. This is really cool. Uh, Any kind of lesson in the sciences where you're teaching how circuits work and everything is connected. Um, This is a great thing to do in real life too, but leading up to that real life experience, you can throw this out there. You can pull in, in the uh, simulation, uh, a bunch of different segments of a circuit like wires pieces of wire that you can connect any way you want Uh, batteries light bulbs resistors switches all completely customizable just really drag-and-drop in any order that you want Uh, and what an awesome easy way to teach kids how a circuit works and how it's put together and things you know concepts like that it has to be a complete circuit to function Uh, so you can they can really just play around with it Um, There is also a game portion of this, too, which is always super fun. So I could see this as part of a much larger series of things where they figure out a little bit about how circuits work. You refine some of that knowledge as a whole class. They come back and play the game, and then maybe you conclude by having your students build some sort of actual circuit from some real-life kit. I think this could be super powerful, and this one is, is really, really cool
1: one thing I like about this one is that you could actually, if you wire something wrong, you could actually start fires in the, in the simulation. <laughs> so I don't know, I'm pretty sure red wire, black wire, I'm starting a fire, you know? All right. So the next one is scratch garden. This is an elementary, uh, website. It it's basically uh, brain breaks. So there are little activities that students can do if there's like five minutes in between. Say it's the way that you're going to run your transitions between math and science class or math and geography or or whatever it may be. Uh, My son, the one that he really likes a lot is the syllables one. Uh, So basically it will take Apple, for example, and... you, you have to repeat Apple with the program so it, it shows him that there's two syllables in the word Apple but it's kind of goofy and he laughs and he chuckles a little bit so it's it's uh, definitely one that I don't mind him playing on the uh, on the iPad when when I do allow him to have it now don't think I'm giving my son like my child care for my son is an iPad it's not true. he gets 30 minutes a day Um if he's lucky, he might get an hour uh, a day and not all at one time. But this is another one for the elementary age that, you know, you should check out. It's called Scratch Garden.
0: Yeah, I mean, all this stuff in moderation. And, uh, you know, lot. you just kind of have to pick and choose what you're going to allow the younger kids to see and use. And definitely these, these, if you're going to do it at all, these are the ones that are I would also recommend using. And kind of in a similar, uh, you know, vein to Scratch Garden is one called Teach your monster to read. Uh, so a great name for a site, first and foremost. This is really—it's a reading site, It's a phonics and reading site. One of the, the coolest parts about it is that you get to create a, a little avatar for yourself, all within this like monster-based kind of theme. And then once you've got that, there's—it's just games. So you can play learning games that help uh, help your kids to read, which is which is great. And this is a really fun way to do it. Um, so on this, you'll find you know a little bit more than just that too so they have everything from you know as simple as letters and sounds so you can start very very simple for much younger children and then sort of build up to full sentences and then actual reading and it's all you know just like we we always like on the show here designed for teachers by teachers so you know it's good and actually usable Um, it's gonna mix really well with whatever reading program your school uses too. You know they specifically mention phonics but they say it works with any kind of reading program and if you're logging in on the website like this whole episode is about it is also 100 percent free and that's maybe the best thing about it so teachyourmonstertoread.com is really really cool this is something else i could see as a parent just using with your kids at home to kind of help them out with some of those early reading skills i like this one a lot
1: yeah this is one that we often use uh bow is in am kindergarten so it's the he goes to school for about two hours, two and a half hours. And in the afternoon, sometimes we need something to kind of... I mean, he's used to pre-K, which kept him there until like 2, 2.30, something like that. So we need to supplement his education with something else. And he's he loves games. Uh, he loves to read. So this one makes a lot of sense. The next one, I think, is really meant for me. I mean it really would probably help me become more proficient in something that I am just not very good at. And this is called Art Hub for Kids. Uh, I think it should be Art Hub for Geis. Uh But basically what it is, is it's a whole bunch of direct to draw uh, activities. So it might show you how to draw a cat step-by-step. Uh, there are plenty of different examples there. It's gonna teach you some drawing skills it's going to teach your kids some drawing skills i'm pretty sure if i go into my son's kindergarten class you know mine would probably be subpar compared to a lot of you know students in there who's probably pretty good at it but that's called art hub for kids yeah
0: i like that one a lot too super fun and you would i would think you would at least be on par with the kindergartners right not sub yeah, it's it's debatable it's going to be <laughs> close so, yeah, that's a great one. Um, so, is this too? I've actually used this before to check things that I'm suspicious of. We have Plagiarism Detector, and it is exactly what it sounds like. You can find it at plagiarismdetector.net, all one word. Uh, the free version of this is the website itself, where you go and simply copy paste some text into a field that they have on the main page and then click a button. And It checks it for you know across the internet all of their you know, whatever Algorithm they use to do that and it kind of gives you a report back that lets you know How likely it is that this has been stolen and where it came from? Uh, it's also got a built-in grammar checker so you can do that too. You can check by URL so copy in um, a URL and it checks things on that URL and um, You know the free version like I said just from the website There is a pro version if you like it where you can sort of cut out ads and get more detailed reports and some support that they offer um, but that you know for me I just I just like the free version because it's right there I go to the website and you know the best part about all these in this one no signing up no nothing it's just it's just there for me to use whenever I need it so that's PlagiarismDetector.net. very very helpful
1: yeah I would use this in both ways I'd use it as a teacher to check but I would also encourage my students uh, to go Uh, With their research papers beforehand, go in and see if there's anything that they might need to go back in and paraphrase a little bit more. Uh, I think that's a great learning tool. I know I would have used that uh, during my dissertation if I didn't have another program that we were able to use uh, that was provided by the the university. Uh, The next one's called NCTM Adjustable Spinner. This one's kind of cool. I I could see this being used so many different ways, uh, with elementary through 12th grade. So what it is, is it's like a pie chart, there's several different colors within this pie chart, and you can adjust them, and it's gonna change the the percentages of how likely it is to come up if it was spun. You could do this to choose groups, you could do this, you could use this to... um, Gamify your classroom in many different ways. You could use this in a math lesson because it says how many spins uh, It popped up on that certain color. What's the experimental percentage? What's the theoretical percentage? So you could get a discussion on that this could be used in science uh, To portray different uh, outcomes in the lab Just have them take a screenshot of it or do, use the snipping tool to show their experimental data what they found and run calculations off of it it's called adjustable spinner uh within the uh nctm adjustable spinner website it's pretty pretty cool you want to check that one out
0: this is always something i've looked for and had a had a hard time finding something that is what i want um and i think what it's got is that customizable piece so being able to add in as many different basically pie slices as you want on your spinner and um you, you, the sizes of those slices, too, you can adjust, which is really cool. So, you can give like one slice a greater chance that it gets landed on, basically. So, there's even some math applications to this.
1: Also, if you're a teacher who likes to play music in your classroom and you asked everyone which genre of music they like, you could put that in there and be like, we're going to spin the wheel. Uh, so, you know, the more people who like country music gets a better chance of that being played that day. I don't know why I just thought of that, but I think
0: that that's a nice fair way of doing it. Yeah, that's great. You know, just all these classroom decisions where you need something super fair and transparent. It's awesome. The next one that we've got is called ColoringSquare.com. Everybody's seen color by numbers. Um, you know, maybe the classic version on paper where you just color in different areas of, of space on a page different color and by the time you're done it makes a nice picture all colored in and there's digital versions of that too I know there's like an app that you can get that's sort of like a relaxation thing where you're literally just tapping different numbers and it changes color and you kind of feel good when it's all done well this is that except it builds in practicing math problems so before you get to add the color to a different space you have to solve some type of a math problem. You can select sort of by grade, so 1st first through 8th first through I think is what they offer, so whatever level you're at you could sort of build this in as like a fun math practice activity in your class. They have all kinds of pictures too, that's the coolest thing about it, and you can let your kids choose whatever they're into, superheroes, Star Wars, Disney, uh, Nintendo, Fortnite, Pokemon, Minecraft, uh, even like just apps, like I think there's an Angry Birds one. So tons of different stuff on here, tons of different grade levels. And you get to gamify some of those some of those math activities that are, you know, otherwise pretty boring. Or you might just hand out a worksheet. This at least makes it a little bit more fun. ColoringSquare.com Another great resource there.
1: I know I, this is one that we, we stumbled upon recently, and I have not tried it with my son yet. But he loves the sticker by number where he finds the number on the sticker and he puts it on the shape that's on the picture and it makes a picture at the end. I think he's probably done about 40 of those books since he was three years old, so I don't see why not using this with MathFacts, Why that wouldn't be cool to him as well? Uh, the last one for the day is called TeacherStarter.com. This is an elementary-based uh, school resources site. Uh, what this site is all about is trying to help you find those light bulb moments in your classroom. So the when students get those aha moments or gets very excited about a resource that you might use in there. Uh, Well, you could brighten up your classroom with thousands of made teacher-made elementary school resources that engage your students and help them build bridges
0: between content, connect those dots. So check out teacherstarter.com. Yeah, that looks like a really cool one. It's the one I know the least about on this list, but it definitely has my attention. And I like how they build in the idea of those light bulb moments uh, because that's really what you're, you're shooting for and it kind of highlights that. And I believe that's also it for, for part one. Remember that episode 95 is going to be part two of the same list, the, the last 13 of the websites that we think teachers should know about. So stay tuned in a couple weeks for that release. Just like always, we need you guys to do us some favors. If you're a listener of the show, if you're a fan, uh, any kind of listener, really, uh, just just help us out, and there's a couple ways that you can do that. Of course, subscribing is the best, so if you listen on Apple, subscribe there. Spotify, same deal. Google, Google Podcast, Stitcher, YouTube, and, and so forth. Uh, we are also across uh, all social media platforms. Twitter is the main one, so check us out there. Apple podcast reviews are really great if you don't mind writing one of those. And gottech.com is where you'll find this podcast posted along with many other resources, blog posts, articles, and all sorts of stuff that we do and publish. So you can tell your friends about that also. And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Got Tech, the podcast. Remember to subscribe to our show and follow us at We Got Tech on Twitter so you can stay up to date with the latest episode releases, blog posts, product reviews, and PD announcements. You can also follow Geist and I individually at Geis Got Teched and at Nick Got Teched on Twitter or on Instagram at Nick Got Tech. Finally, remember to check out our website, gotteched.com, where we post all our episodes, articles, and resources available to you for free. Until next time.